0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is Season 2, Episode number 21, a World Baseball Classic for the ages don't forget to listen download review and most importantly subscribe to our podcast follow us on the socials fly the w670 on twitter instagram and fly the w on facebook or email us fly the w670 at gmail.com crowley happy thursday happy one week officially
2: from opening day and hey, you know it's it's getting exciting man news is flying like crazy uh we're right there, and, and it's it's been. I think it's been a fun off season. I think there, there's been a lot happening. Whether you talk about, you know, all the off season, season moves the Cubs made, um, to the normal spring training finally for the first time in years. Throw in the World Baseball Classic, and this has been a fun off season, and and I've been glad that the listeners have been along for the ride, and I'm excited for what this season holds.
1: Absolutely. The anticipation is growing. I can feel it uh, with you and I doing this podcast. I can feel it on 670 the score. Very exciting. One week from today, Cubs home opener taking on the Brewers. We will get to who is going to be the opening day pitcher in a few minutes. But first, Crowley, since the last time we podcast, the Cubs have played a handful of games, and they are playing one right now with Wes Nasty on the mound on this Thursday afternoon.
2: Yeah, we talked last episode about how streaky this Cubs team is. You know, win streak, losing, win streak, losing. So now they're on a three-game winning streak. Um, on Tuesday, they, the Cubs beat the Royals 6-2 to in a game that was shortened a little bit because of rain. They only went six and a half innings. But uh, good to see the Cubs offense come alive, scoring six runs on eight hits, going three for nine with runners in scoring position. Jamison Tyone, who hadn't started a spring training game in a bit, pitched five innings, gave up two runs on four hits. No walks, but 9Ks, Dustin. So that's that's pretty nice to see, huh?
1: Very nice to see. I really was impressed with the 9Ks and to go along with that, no walks.
2: Right, and he gave up a two-run home run to MJ Melendez in the third. They only used one pitcher out of the pen. That was Mark Leiter Jr., who I mentioned on the last podcast has a really good chance of taking uh, Brandon Hughes, what we thought was going to be a spot in the bullpen. He pitched one inning and struck out all three batters he faced. We learned some news today about Brandon Hughes. Uh, like I said, on the offense, the bats broke up. No one wants anything to do with Ian Happ. He went one for one with two walks and two runs. Eric Hosmer with an RBI single and a walk. Christopher Morrell hit a laser beam home run. And Patrick Wisdom, two for four with two RBIs. He, he has had one great spring. So, yes, was- he
1: has. Yes, he has. And Christopher Morrell Crowley, is going to make it hard for the Cubs to make a decision here.
2: Yeah, he, he really he's, he He's. But see, that's the thing about morale is that he gets really streaky. You know what I mean? Is that they're, they're, he'll go for a streak and really struggle, and then he'll he'll all of a sudden just start ripping it up like he's doing right now. And that's where I, I don't think the Cubs' mind has changed over the last couple games on where he's starting the season personally. Okay. On How Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah, let's get into Wednesday now. Yeah, the Cubs traveled to their former park, Ho-Ho Cam, to take on the Oakland A's. They did not have a starter go in the game. Drew uh, Smiley pitched a minor league game, so the Cubs used nine different pitchers, each taking an inning. Adbert with the first inning, followed by uh, Boxberger and Michael Fulmer. Rowan Wick gave up a stolen home run. Anthony Shocking. K- Shocking. <laughs> Anthony Kay, Julian Merriweather pitched scoreless innings. Rucker gave up two hits in a run. And he struggled a little bit lately. Uh, Ryan Barucki and Eric Stout finished up without giving out a run. The three Cubs free agent pitching signings that they made this year, Brad Boxberger, uh, as far as the bullpen is concerned, Brad Boxberger, Michael Fulmer, and Julian mereweather have not given up any runs this spring. And so that, that's, you know, like I said, the Cubs just do a really great job of identifying those guys. So uh, excited to see what they do this season. And then on offense, Cubs had three home runs. Cody Bellinger with a solo home run. Edwin Rios with a two-run blast, and then Christopher Morel hit a home run in consecutive games, so he appears to be heating up like we talked about. The Cubs won, far four, four to two. I still, we talked about Morel. I think the idea of a wisdom and uh, platoon with wisdom and Rios at third, you know, it's just really interesting. I mean, obviously, I, I love Christopher Morel. He is honestly one of the nicest guys. Met him, got to talk to him at Club 400. He visited with me a little bit at uh, spring training. He's awesome. I just, I just think that, and and the funny thing is, he's a fun guy. He's such a fan favorite. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, Dustin. There was one spring, the one spring training game that got called in the fourth inning. I think it was against the Reds. It's pouring out, and everybody's running to the bus, and he's just sitting there signing autographs. Such a great dude. I hate the fact that I, I, I really feel he's going to go to Iowa, but that's like I said, he needs the everyday at bats. He needs to recognize breaking pitches, uh, and you have a platoon situation here. You got Patrick Wisdoms, who's having. Oh, just an unreal spring. He's, he's a right-handed batter. We know that about P-Wiz. He's, he's slashing 357, 438, 536, four walks, 12 Ks, 10 hits, two doubles, one home run. And then you got Edwin Rios, who's a left-handed hitter. You could bat him against righties. He's slashing 206, 308, 618 with three walks, 12 Ks, seven hits, one triple, and four home runs.
1: He's definitely found his power stroke in spring training. There's no doubt about that. That's not a bad little platoon. I could, I could, I think I could live with that.
2: Right. And 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 again, if you can sit there and, and limit how many times Patrick Wisdom has to face right-handers, and vice versa with Edwin Rios, you know, you, you have potential for some really good pop, which is what this lineup really, really is lacking. So, again, people forget how young Christopher Morrell is. People forget he, you know, he jumped over AAA, didn't even go to AAA. So I'm, I'm. I'm fine with that. I, I, boy, it's just, he's just such a good story. I just, I hope the best for him. And I, and I hope to see him in the major sooner rather than later, you know? Amen. Uh, like your, your guy, Hayden Wesniski, has, is, is on the bump today. He's gone 4.2 innings so far, four hits, zero runs, one walk, four strikeouts. So I think it's fair to say we're, we're a week away. I I don't see any kind of situation barring injury, uh, that Wes not your fifth starter. I think he's earned it. I think he's had one heck of a camp, and I think they're going to give it a try.
1: Yeah, he's definitely earned it. They may not need him to do, be in that role right away, but there's no doubt that he that he has earned that role. He has had a really impressive, I mean, maybe one of the most impressive springs of any start.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, I would have loved to have, you know, in a normal year, what Javier would have, Assad would have done, and if that would have kind of really, um, you know, but I, I think with what Javier did in the World Baseball Classic, he set himself up for a nice role in the bullpen, uh, especially with Keegan kind of struggling a little bit with the velocity. Hopefully, you can get some more info from Tommy Haddaby about that next time he's on the Mully and Haw show. So, um, absolutely,
1: next week hopefully.
2: The Cubs do lead four to one. Just so you know, it uh, Tucker Barnhart is the one who had who drove in the run for the Cubs. So it's a pitching duel right now. So we're we're kind of just waiting and seeing what happens here, but. Dustin, the Cubs. There was a ton of Cubs news today, and and that's just what happens when we get close to spring training, right? You you get to the point where uh, this news comes out, whether it's from the baseball ops or the business ops. There's just a lot to talk about.
1: Right, you got to get that roster down. Guys are moving. Guys are going to different camps, other assignments.
2: Absolutely. And then from the business side, what you know, what what are some new things that are going to be happening? What what are you going to have at the ballpark that's new this year? Uh, both sides of Chicago, both baseball teams are doing that. I, I saw it today. So uh, just a lot of action. Uh, right before we came on, literally minutes before we came on, roster move, Esteban Kairos to the Phillies for cash consideration. That's fine with the huge cluster that the Cubs have with the infielders as far as all the infielders from McKinstry, Kairos to Delucio. I mean, just go down the list. Um, Bodie. Uh, God, I'm trying to uh, – magical. You know, we just have a, a huge list of these guys. You know, it, it's, it's you had to start getting rid of some of them. So thank you, Esteban, for your service. He's going to be on the Daily Random Cub Twitter one day. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> hey, you remember that guy, Esteban Kairos. All right. Uh, so roster moves, Nelson Velasquez option to Iowa. You know, he was one of the guys. He was a long shot for that right fielder spot. He uh had, so, you know, he was... He did okay uh, last year for the Cubs, but he just, like I said, he didn't. You have a very short time to make an impression. In the major leagues, they're not going to let you kind of ride that out if you're struggling. And so he didn't get every day at bats. And, and you know, this spring he didn't do much. So he's going to be optioned to Iowa. Sergio Alcantara, David Bodie, Nick Birdie, Ben DeLucio, Brendan Little, Matt Mervis, Dom Nunez, Manny Rodriguez, and Cam Sanders all reassigned to minor league camp. So that was 10 cuts that were made today.
1: Yeah. I I hate to be right about Matt Mervis, but he's just not the right time yet for him. He'll be here someday. He's going to be good someday. Just not going to happen right now.
2: Matt Mervis was definitely the big name on this one that, you know, just after everything that happened this last season, Nick Birdie really opened a lot of eyes in camp. He's healthy. Um, he really impressed Cam Sanders. I would say if he's not up with the Cubs by the All-Star break, I would be absolutely stunned. Uh, he, has, he has had some of the most uh, like I said, him and Jeremiah Estrada have been my two guys that I've just been so impressed with. You can put Nick Birdie up high on that list. David Bodie had a great spring, but I I, think, I mean, I think they know what he is, you know?
1: Yeah, if they have, if they have an injury, the first guy they're going to bring back up is David Bodie probably.
2: Right, so they know what he is, and 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 here's the thing: is that we're getting to the point where other teams are having injuries, and and they may be looking at other teams' rosters, and and it, it, you're going to kind of, you got a logjam in this second slash short slash third baseman role in the Cubs. So I think that it wouldn't surprise me if if you see injuries that the Cubs end up making some moves to get rid of a few more of those guys. So. Like I said, some of these guys will be up quicker than others. Don't know just yet. We also had some injury updates. Yeah, David, some, and,
1: and good and good injury updates, I think.
2: Well, some good, some not so good. Uh, David Ross told reporters that Seiya Suzuki will start normal BP, hitting in the cage, throwing from 90 feet, and light base running as well. He's going to stick around in Arizona for extended spring training, work his way through the minor league rehabs. But, uh, you know, good to see that. You know, bit by bit, we're hearing more and more that say is kind of doing better and better. He'll be back
1: before May 1st, I think.
2: I, I would hope so. That'd be good. May 1st, sure. I, I can deal with that. It's We talked a little bit about um, Mike Talkman and stuff like that. Mike Talkman is not on the 40-man roster. So if you were to add him, then you would have to take someone off the 40-man roster. And I don't know if the Cubs – so the, for the Cubs, they have to kind of get a general feeling for how long – He's going to be out. So it'll be interesting to see, but good that he, you know, the, the quicker, the better. Obviously they're a better team with Seiya on it.
1: Oh, for sure. But it's good. I mean, I think this is a definite step in the right direction. I don't, I don't see this going backwards. I see this going forwards.
2: Right. And as, as long, like I said, the obliques are tricky, but fingers crossed. Uh, Kyle Hendricks told reporters he has three bullpen sessions left and still t- until he starts throwing live BP, Again, I, I still am on the belief it's going to be, uh, you know, June or even maybe July before we see him. I, this, I know it sounds good, but th- this process takes some time to build it up. And I think a lot of it really depends on how the Cubs are doing and how bad of a need they have for pitchers. You know what I mean?
1: Right. And hopefully they won't need one right away. So hopefully it won't be an injury that is accelerating that. But then it could get the, uh, the bullpen a little bit more robust if you're able to add Kyle back into the five every fifth day
0: thing
2: Uh, just so you know, the game right now just got tied. Corbin Carroll tripled on a line drive to right fielder Patrick Wisdom. Uh, Geraldo Perdomo walks, and then there was a throwing error by pitcher Hayden Wesnitsky. So it is tied. uh But he is out of the inning, so no big deal. Um, back to the injuries, though. Brandon Hughes said he's dealing with a left knee injury. The last time he's appeared in a game was last Thursday. We talked about this on the last podcast with uh, – Keegan's velocity and with Brendan not having the greatest spring and and maybe this is part of it maybe that knee injury is part of it but that's where I kind of feel like Mark Leiter is definitely looking like he may have a roster spot and the Cubs will not have a left-hander in the bullpen
1: that's pretty crazy to think about but at this moment
2: it looks like it's not going to be And then Cubs, this is where the news starts getting a little bad here, Dustin, but uh, the Cubs third base uh, prospect, James Triantos. We had him on the fly, the uh, W podcast last spring. Great, great kid, infielder. He was on the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. He's going to undergo surgery to repair a meniscus in his right knee. Looks to miss six to eight weeks, not the end of the world. He'll get his season in. He'll get his work in, but, you know, wishing James nothing but the best. Great, great guy. And then the Cubs last season drafted Nazir Mule, and unfortunately he's going, he's going to undergo Tommy John surgery. Nazir was one of those guys that I was really, really, really wanting to watch. He's a two-way player. He pitches, and he also plays shortstop, and, and he can play a lot of other position. He is a, an athletic freak, and I really wanted to see what he would do this year. His season's done, so that's kind of some bummer. That's, that's a bummer so far, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, we'll get to see him, you know, but it seems like now Tommy John is not what Tommy
2: John used to be. Right? No, it's almost like, it's like everybody gets, it's not even that big of a deal anymore. Uh, But now we got some news from the Cubs about opening day, Marcus Stroman breaking news. He will be the Cubs (laughs) opening day starter. That news comes via Marcus Stroman on Twitter. So, I mean, there is no doubt about that, right? Dustin?
1: No, there was no doubt about it, but I did say this morning on the show that I didn't know if a guy that couldn't bother to get himself to CubsCon deserved to get the ball on opening day. Definitely opening weekend, but I don't know if I would have given him the ball on the open opener.
2: Right. I mean, trust me, nobody loves Cubs Convention more than me, and and I wish he would have gone. I I think that that was... You know, I don't know what was happening or what was going on in his life, but as far as the guy, I mean, I don't I don't know anyone else he would have given the ball to, to be honest with you. Pretty
1: so, unique, though, that he's the one that lets the news out via social media. I just think that's where we're at today in this world. I think uh, trying to connect with more people, a younger audience, and uh, I think they accomplished
2: that. You know, Stro, he loves chatting on Twitter, so, you know, that that's that. So there's going to be a really cool 2023 opening day pin for the first 10,000 fans that get into Wrigley. Season ticket holders, as per tradition, will hold the American flag on the field. There will be a flyover, and the national anthem will be sung by Mr. John Vincent. And first, first pitch and stretch by 2023 Hall of Fame Ford Frick Award winner Patrick Hughes of 670. The score, the Pat and Ron show, absolutely. Uh, how exciting is that for Pat Hughes? I mean, opening day pitch.
1: Very, very cool. Yep, very cool.
2: Now, there are some changes that I want to make our listeners aware of, especially those that are going to be out on opening day. Uh, At 20, you know, gates, this doesn't affect, this isn't going to affect opening day, but if you are going to games, especially in April, it used to be, Dustin, that the gates would open two hours before game time. That's still going to happen on the home openers, on Saturday games, and special occasions. What that means, special occasions, I do not know. But every other day, you know, if it's not a special occasion, I'm guessing Mother's Day or some days like that, I guess holidays maybe would be my only thing I could think of. But I think now it's going to be 90 minutes before first pitch. So that was kind of surprising to me, you know? Is there a reason behind
1: that? Do You don't like that I'm hearing, if I'm interpreting your voice correctly. I think that's a – that's a fair amount of time. Does that mean we're not going to get to see any batting practice if
2: we go in that? that well, late? you're going to see batting practice, but you're not going to. So if, if you went in and, and me being the bobblehead junkie first in line to get the bobblehead, I'd run in and grab it. And then you, you could watch the Cubs BP practice. Chances are you're not going to see Cubs BP practice anymore. You will see the visitors BP practice, but not the Cubs. Um you know, does it affect me in a major way? No, I know, but I do know a lot of people that like to go in there and kind of just like to hang out in the park and, and see BP, the Cubs BP and all that stuff. So, a little surprise. I heard it's something more in line with what other teams do, but. Okay.
1: But the rest uh, of the stuff that we're going to talk about and the rest of the stuff I've seen on social media, pretty cool, pretty exciting.
2: Yeah, the Cubs will unveil the CD Peacock Trophy Room. Uh, it's going to be inside the Marquee Gate entrance. It will house the 2016 championship trophy, uh, the NLCS trophy. So I I don't know what exactly all is going to be there, but it's going to be open on game days. So obviously the Cubs never really had a trophy. So, you know, it was kind of one of those things that, uh, you know, I, I forget who said it, but someone, when the commissioner handed Tom Ricketts the world series trophy, he said, now you got something for your trophy room. And Tom said, we don't have a trophy room. So, um, you know, it's good that they're going to have it. If you remember when the Cubs won it all, they used to have it, uh, the trophy in Gallagher Way, and you used to be able to get a picture with it. It was right next to the Cubs store. Yeah. And and they, they took that away the last couple of years. And so it was – low. the trophy was located inside the, um, the, the Gallagher Way, the office building, where the front office uh, – meets and people go. So, I mean, I got to go in there and see it a couple of times, but it wasn't for the general public. You couldn't go and see the trophy. You couldn't get a picture with it. So I think that's awesome that people are going to have a chance to do that again. Well, it's for
1: the people, right? I mean, that's what it's for. It it should be something that that the, the, the fans get to do, get to see, get to walk past, get a picture with. And it sounds like in this situation that that will be how it will be moving forward.
2: Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping that they have some different awards in there. I know that they have them, again, they have them in the uh, Cubs store, they have them in the office building, different gold gloves, different, uh, different MVP awards that they kind of have that players, I don't know if they donated them for a, you know, a period of time or what, but they're there, so I'm, I'm interested to see what's in there. Now, the big, uh, other big news is commemorative tickets.
1: I love this, Crawley. I love this idea.
2: Yeah, it's gonna cost $8 if you're interested, but all tickets, all your Cubs tickets used to be paper right back in the day. And then the Cubs started moving towards digital tickets. And so for a while, you could have paper tickets and digital tickets. So as a season ticket holder, I would get my box that would have like, you would tear out your tickets and it would have like a little ticket booklet but I also had the digital tickets. So for me as a season ticket holder, it made my life easier that I could just zap it on my phone and send you Dustin a ticket instead of having to worry about giving you a physical ticket. But at the same time, I'm a huge ticket collector and I have stubs from some very famous games. I have all my 2016 tickets, I never cut them up. I sold everybody them digitally. So I have the whole book from 2016, including the playoffs and World Series, completely uncut i have the the you know the the game i have stubs from uh the david Bodie ultimate slam you know from my kids first games those type of things so you you know there 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 is a market like if you want to get like a huge
1: market for tickets yes
2: yeah for ticket stubs if you want to get a world series stub depending and like i said if it's uncut they're worth a lot of money Uh, Kerry Wood 20 strikeout game is one that comes to mind that's worth a ton of money because if you're if you can find one in good, really good condition because it was raining that day. It was an awful day. It was like 10,000 people, maybe tops in the stadium. And so if you're somebody that has those, I've seen them go for about a grand. Wow. So, you know, now, but now, like I said, the only thing that kind of bothers me about this, I like the idea. One thing that kind of bothers me is I think that you can pick up a, anyone can get a a ticket, a commemorative ticket if you pay the $8. I I was hoping it would be more, you had to have a ticket to the game. Yeah, I think you should have to
1: have it. Well, I agree with you. I think you should have to have a ticket to the game
2: that would make it a little bit cooler. So that's, that's another thing. Um, as far as some food outings, they're going to be a small Chevelle burger stand opening in the bleachers. It seems like the bleachers always gets the best stuff and the neutral zone. It's some sort of vodka seltzer drink. It's going to be a concession an outdoor terrace that will offer concessions on top of the drafts Kings sports So that's going to be on the right field side. So you know, I might have to do a little bit of walking and exploring. That's the opposite side of where I sit, but it might be cool to see there. I'm, I'm really just hoping for some more variety in the grandstand. I feel like the bleachers, you know, whether you're talking about hot dogs or some of the other things that they have, this new Chevelle burger stand has like a huge variety of food, whereas like in the, the grandstand, not so much. So hoping that they have more food offerings. This, this terrace sounds interesting. I'd like to you know check it out. Hopefully it'll be ready on opening day. I'm not sure.
1: All right, talk about the 26-ounce beer bats. You talked about that when you were out at spring training. Now they're bringing them to Wrigley, huh?
2: Yeah, Dustin, I don't think this one was thought through very well. I'm I'm going to tell you something, Dustin, is that, uh, you know, I talked to you about spring training. You don't really worry about the wins and losses, the bad umpire calls, you know, whatever. You know, most of the time, if you're going to spring training, you want to see the players, right? You want to see, oh, there's PCA. He's going to be up soon one of these days. I get to see him in a game right now. Those type of things, like... I I, I'm going to be able to watch all the other, I've seen uh, Patrick wisdom play. I've seen Nico Horner play. I'm there to see kind of young guys. I don't really care about the wins and losses, but you know, when all of a sudden the games count, or if you're cold and miserable, or you've spent a bunch of money, I I'm just worried. First of all, they're expensive beer bets. I think I paid over $30 to drink 30 ounces of beer. I don't think it's the best bargain out there. (laughs) Um, I did it just, I, I did it just to say I did it, but I would say that for me, Uh, like imagine like the fights in the bleachers. If you get, you have these things and guys are just going to start hitting each other with them. Well, are you going to have
1: like, are we going to have the, uh, are we going to have the beers? Are we going to call What are they going to call these? The beer bat snakes. Now are you going to be able to get these things inside of each other and have this long beer bong, if you will, floating (laughs) around the outfield.
2: And then I remember I talked to Demp when I had him on the podcast, uh, you know, about there was one time I remember he gave up. This was 2007. This was the year of the Przinski-AJ fight, the big punch. And then oh, there, yeah. you know, and then when the White Sox came to Wrigley on that same year, Demp gave up a three-run home run to Prezinski and people were throwing crap on the field. Like, imagine if all of a sudden, like, you know, the Cubs blow uh, a lead or let's say there's a fight on the field and fans are fired up. I'm guaranteeing you, know, those beer bats are getting flung on the field.
1: Oh, yeah, I agree. I don't think that'll last long. You might be able to get – that. Might, those might be worth some money someday, Crowley, because they will not last very long.